Soy Florence, what did you say? The biggest Watford fan in that stadium. Who? Me. Why? Because I like screamed at the top of my lungs, cheering on a bunch of people that are usually not very good. <laughs> Florence, you are Michael's daughter. Hello, welcome to From the Recruit. Um, that was Florence. My name is John. With me this evening outside of Recruit Road on the 100th birthday of this fair building is Michael. Even today... On this day of days, with an air of celebration in the air, I was preparing to come off my long run again. <laughs> but yeah, good evening, everyone. DCW's here. Vacuum bio, I take it all back. <laughs> and Jason. Welcome back, John. We've missed you. Yeah, well, I, I think I uh, needed a, could have done a job on the weekend, bringing Michael back from the edge. But Watford have done that this evening, haven't they, Michael, with a win? Yeah. I'm not saying it was perfect, but it was a win which felt massive. Yeah, I mean, we know it's going to be fine margins most times in the in the championship, so it wasn't a, what's the word I'm looking for, crushing, crunching, decisive win. But what they did do, they made sure that they didn't do what, what, what they looked like doing, which was lose three games at Vicarage Road in a week. I thought they started poorly, a mistake from Dan Backman, um, let uh, Middlesbrough take the lead very, very early. And then it, it, it looked, Watford looked completely shell-shocked, couldn't get started at all. And you, as you watch that first 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes unfold, you thought, how are Watford going to break down this side? They're set up to do exactly that. Go ahead, get that solid bank in, in front of you, and they can just watch Watford knock it around with not much clue as to, as to how to score. But they did exactly what you said. They turned it round. Whether they deserved the win is debatable. I think it was an entertaining game, and probably those watching at home on Sky, if any neutrals were watching, would probably have enjoyed a, a sort of classic championship encounter, if you like. But yeah, ups and downs. Have I, I, have I taken a, Was there any punctuation in any of that? And breathe. with let's talk about that first goal. Mike put the blame at Barkman, but I think I heard around us, I had Barkman being blamed, I had... Uh, Cabaselli being blamed, that, that, and Ed Sierra to being blamed. Are you, Jason? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I've I done about blaming Cabaselli, but I think it was more than one player at fault. So I thought Cabaselli got drawn out of position, so you start with that. Um, and just in general for those first 25 minutes, the goal in the first 25 minutes, Borough made it look easy, didn't they? I thought they, 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 it was just all there in front of them for them. The, the goal was move players around, pass, 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 ball in behind, cross, goal. Yeah, Backman probably will wish he'd done better, got it wrong. But it was all very, very easy, just quick, bang, 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 football, and just, yeah, just so frustrating. And then for the rest of the sort of first half of that first half, their game plan just seemed to be sit back, drop deep, wait for Cabaselli or Cathcart to get the ball, give them all the time in the world, let them give the ball away soak it all up and then as soon as we did that their number eight is it McGee I think his name is um, every time he was finding so much space in between our midfield and our back three we've got two players supposedly defensive midfield probably a bit more advanced up the pitch but when you lose possession you've then surely got to at least one of you sort of look around come back drop in and we we just seem to have be the wrong side of the players every time real basic stuff and yeah, McGee was just finding space. They were, had the elbow for him, get him the ball, turn, and off there again, you know, pass, pass, pass. And at, at times it felt like we were sort of a bit last ditch defending and to get it out wide. Sierra Sierra frustrates me. Crossy's coming in, he's brilliant. I think he deals with those fantastically, gets his head on them, really good, good sense of positioning. Ball's over the top when they were playing it longer. He's getting tight. Strikers know that, they feel the challenge, they go down. 
they get the free kick and we give him easy fouls away and he just seemed to be sort of rinse and repeat for those first 25 minutes but then there was the gold ECW and there was I think a little bit before even things changed something changed what would you think it was in there was it the fact that the defence sort themselves out or was it an up the gear in the in the attack and was it someone in particular in that attack I think it was just a case of we got the ball to João Pedro yeah. in, or, or, or rather he demanded it and came looking for it and got the ball, had to come deep to get the ball but every time we gave it to him especially after, once we'd sort of stuck it out and got back into the game a little bit I think they got the early goal sort of rocked our confidence for a team that was probably, probably a little bit low on confidence yeah. that early goal wasn't good for us but once we started getting Pedro into the game they couldn't live with him and the same can be said to, to a lesser extent uh, for Espria. You can see he's really raw, but he's of the same mould of Pedro. And he's, he's got a great role model to look up to in Pedro there and, and see that you can get to that level if you, if you keep trying and keep working hard. But Pedro was by far and away the best player on the pitch tonight. And you can see why Newcastle wanted him, why other clubs will be looking at him, why maybe someone might have a little tickle before the deadline on Friday. Because he made that first goal. It was a good finish by Saar, good feet, good finish by Saar. Saar... You know, he did all right, but he's, still, he's not as explosive as Pedro. And Pedro, even though it was Bayo who scored the goal at the end and Gaspar sort of made it, it was a bit of a lucky goal. Pedro was still the one that was keeping us alive. He was still coming and getting the ball. He was making things happen. He was, he's lively, he's clever. He wants to do little tricks and flicks and just get, you know, and he's not perfect. He doesn't do it all right. It doesn't always come off, but he's the beating heart of that team at the moment. And it's I think it's so important that we keep him because... Without him, I don't think we would have got anything tonight. There's that classic chant of he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. He is that. The most here, there, everywhere player I think I've ever seen in my life playing at Rickery Road in all 30 odd years I've been going, not a whole 100 years maybe. Michael, um, you're. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Dave's absolutely right. He was the, the kindling that, that set the fire, wasn't it? If there was a fire. I think it was a slow burn if there was Watford and to, and to give Watford credit they did battle their way back into it after a really sticky first 25 minutes I think the point about confidence is a good one they looked shell-shocked they looked unsure as to how they were going to progress in the game but slowly but surely sort of inspired if you like by those guys Pedro and Espria and I think the fact that Espria is raw might actually benefit us a little bit because he'll be managed carefully by Rob Edwards we know that in terms of his man management will be good with him as Dave said there's good players around him so the expectation level on him will be at a certain level and that frees him up just to go for it and I think chaos is the wrong word but that little bit of unpredictability around him is is hugely helpful and important in fact I think for this Watford team who all too often despite you know, we've mentioned them again, Saar, Pedro, Espria, they are attacking threats. We still make it, we're still quite good at looking pedestrian when going forward. We're still looking like we're scratching our heads a little bit as to how, oh, there's a defence in our way. What are, we, what are we supposed to do about that then? And that has to be improved upon. And, and I think Espria is, is someone who could really, really help that. He's still going to be going under the radar. You still look at him and he looks, you know, he just takes me back to Ashley Young in that massive Watford total <laughs> kit. He looks small, he looks unassuming, but he can hurt you as, a, as an attacking threat. He is, he's some player and he reminds me of Pedro. He won't take a backward step in terms of his jewels and stuff like that. So I adore that bloke and I think he was, he was vital to, to getting Watford going today. And I think credit to all of them for turning the tank around in that in that first half 
my question is, and I throw it to you guys, is whether they were able to capitalise on that in the second half because I can remember a really good save from Dan Backman mm -hmm. to keep it at one all, and that we have to give credit to, to Dan Backman. That is a, a sort of trademark of Watford's performances is Dan Backman making really, really good saves at important times. How many saves did the borough keeper have to make in that second half? Were we able to recapture that, that bit of momentum that we'd, we'd worked so hard to get? And I, I don't think we did. By the way, I think the Espria kit he wore, he, they must have had to get the junior kit that Arlo's <laughs> trying to buy inside there at the moment because it, it wasn't as baggy as uh, Ashley Young, so they were definitely weren't fitting at all. Jace, that, what, what was it to think that we didn't bring back out after half-time? Was it caution we'd bring out that too much of that? I don't know, it, it was, it just sort of, we just seemed to slow it down again, didn't we? It was just sort of pedestrian again, sort of, perhaps it was Borough reorganising, perhaps we, we're not giving them enough credit for, to Wilder for getting them inside, they, yeah, I wouldn't say up against it towards the end of the first half, but we were definitely the team on, on top, and perhaps he just got them in, regrouped them, got them all organised again, and we didn't have that guile, or that sort of, je ne sais quoi to sort of open up and break them down again and we are we, perhaps we're harping on too much about it's always easy to say that the players not on the pitch are the ones that will make the difference we've spoken about loser enough times sort of in our group where if he comes in alongside uh, Chowdhury or Kayembe just gives you another dimension to try to unlock the defence and if you've got that then you sort of Perhaps you're then asking the opposition to make a decision. Are they happy to let our more defensive players have the ball or do they then need to try and go and close down a loser because he might be able to make a better pass over the top through a channel? Whereas at the moment, it's all a bit one-dimensional. We're sort of looking to Saar and Pedro and Espria to be the ones. They're all there in advanced positions. You've got to get the ball to them in the first place. Every time Pedro got the ball he had three or four men around him and I mean amazingly a lot of the time probably more than half the time he came out with the ball still attached to his feet but he's not always going to be able to do that because they're going to shut him down quickly and it just, it's just so much harder when your attack is that one dimensional one of the things DCW for me in terms of that, that positive spell in the first half like he didn't do the well in the second half was Kambe when he actually started running a little bit and carrying the ball a little bit more, he was using his, you know, his, his size a little bit. It wasn't amazing. I'm not saying it's the answer, but I think that was, a, that, that was one of the bigger differences for me. And he, he sort of sunk back into himself. Him and Chowdhury as a midfield two. I mean, Chowdhury was playing very, quite far forward, I felt, than he had normally been doing and just a bit too far on the left. They're still not quite in there. That's quite a not quite square peg round holes but it's, it's not quite sitting quite right no I, I think the midfield still needs work I think neither Kayembe nor Chowdhury nor Cleverly if he was there are, are really good enough on the ball none of them want the ball enough I thought Kayembe had one of his better games tonight yeah. he's got he's got energy he will put himself about he's got good feet in tight spaces like he can he can sort of manipulate the ball but he, he can't really execute a pass not when you when you really need him to especially when he's under pressure or when he needs to be a sort of incisive through ball or around the corner he can play it simple but there were a few times tonight where he got in good positions and he, he didn't I don't know whether it was him or you know probably him and a lack of options as well but the, the, the moves broke down and we lost possession and, and Chowdhury will run all day long and put himself about get into tackle He'll get in. He'll nick the ball. He'll make interceptions. But 
he's not really going to ever craft anything out for you. And that's fine. Maybe that's not his job. But I think when Loser comes in and plays alongside them, or maybe the team shape changes, maybe yeah. though both of them still play and Loser comes into midfield as well. It'll be interesting to see what Rob, Rob does. But those two... I still don't think that, that that mix of players and that midfield composition at the moment is still not good enough because you've got Espria and it was notable actually when, when Espria came off there was just a couple of minutes where the midfield all of a sudden it was looked basically Kayembe on his own yeah. and Espria actually was you know for, for a young man uh, like he is he was quite disciplined at times and he does he was sort of useful in pressing and being a body in that midfield but when Bayou came on to replace him went up front there was a bit of a hole in midfield and I think that was an issue on Saturday from what I've seen with the highlights as well there's often a big gap between our midfield and our, our centre-backs so I think he needs to sort that out and we just need to be better in possession I think Before Jake, do you come in Jason in terms of um, Kayembe and Chowdhury you know those that tabletop maze thing where you're sat and you've got a tabletop yeah. and you've got to manoeuvre yeah. ball bearings around yeah, yeah. it and more often than not they get out of control and they don't go where you... it feels a little bit like that with, with both Chowdhury and Kayembe they vaguely under, got things under control and then it sort of just runs away from them and it sort of that sums up their performances with the ball and and in terms of their, their contribution. Sorry, Jace. I was going to say on Chowdhury, I thought he was a little bit anonymous tonight as well. There were sort of big periods of the game where he just seemed to pass him by. And perhaps that is because, as you sort of said, he was playing a little bit further forward and, and perhaps it didn't suit him. And so, yeah, ball's going past him where he would normally be sort of the other side of the, uh, of the midfielder, the opposition midfielder, and he'd be sort of winning the ball back. And he, I think as the game went on, certainly second half, he got in a lot more, I think, tackles, perhaps settled more into his role. But even then, at the end, I was, I was all ready to sort of slate him for that push in front of the referee I just thought when we're trying to win the game when we're trying to make something happen we need to keep the tempo up we need to keep the game flowing and doing that you're just disrupting the game and you're just sort of getting sucked into disruption tactics from the opposition and and that really frustrated me at that point and I think I I said it to you and and, uh, and sort of Richard next to you it just yeah. Made me a little bit irate when he did that. Thankfully, all was fine because uh, thanks to uh, yeah, I say thanks to Bio, but really thanks to Pedro. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, he just yeah, Hamza just a little bit on the on the cusp hmm. of frustrating for me tonight. The goal though, the final goal that was onside. Um, there were many haters, as you said earlier on DCW, because it was the ball in from Gaspar, and he got a lot of negativity. Ball, ball in, ball. shot. <laughs> He was the assist, let's say. Um, and, and Bio, in, in some ways, quite a calm, kept himself together in a really tight, pressurised situation. But still, he missed a massive header chance. He's got a long way to come. And that's the thing about the attack. There were no real options coming off the bench. And we're all putting our hearts onto Keenan Davis. But if he does nothing else, maybe if, he, if he never kicks a ball for Watford again, scoring a last-minute winner on the night that we celebrated 100 years of the Vic yeah. and, and led to those amazing scenes. All the guys from the 1881 ran yeah, down to the end. Yeah, there was yeah. a big bundle down the front. The, the, the noise was so loud. Genuinely one of the loudest I think I've heard for such a long time. You just feel that, that Watford just echoing into the night sky. And also it was a very important moment for me because tonight I... Um, 
as, as, you, as I've said before, I've got a season ticket this season for the first time in a long time. And I missed Saturday's game and I've sort of been a bit in and out the first few games. I had a chat with the guy next to me who was also got a season ticket and he's been there for a long time. He was sort of sizing me up tonight. <laughs> and when that goal went in, we both fully embraced, <laughs> bond secured, here we go. <laughs> I mean, the, the good thing for me is I'll, 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 be, I'll be honest. Hang on. And he's off. DCW with his dash. Okay, I've got to get the trade. See you guys. The DCW dash on these midweek games. Mike? I'm pleased because I was was very concerned that the QPR goalie would end up with more goals than Bakun Bayo this this season. And he's drawn level. Look, he missed that header, as you say, John. And I think, in all fairness, to be perfectly honest, I'm ready. I'm looking for reasons to go, oh, told you. I'll, I'll admit I'd, I've been critical of his of his signing because of well the host of reasons that we don't need to go into his record hasn't been amazing uh, the background we spoke about it on the last podcast you don't need us to go over it again he missed the header which as you said he, he just mistimed it he, he tried to do everything right head it down as you're as you're told as a uh, as a as a striker didn't come off he could have I guess salt worried gone into himself but he found the ball, he found himself with the ball at his feet in the penalty area and he did what strikers are, uh, are paid to do, stuck the ball in the back of the net in, in, a, in a pretty pressurised situation. He will have known, he will have sensed the game situation, he will sensed that he was under pressure, he will probably and hopefully sense an opportunity because uh, as we said earlier, Watford aren't exactly a goal machine, are they at the moment, a goal factory. So... To be perfectly frank, I'm delighted for him. Yeah. He's been brought in as a striker. He's scored a goal. He's won the game. He'll be he'll be absolutely buzzing. And as a collective, as as Dave said, the the, the celebrations in the in the stand were absolutely sensational at the end. I mean, if you can't enjoy a last minute winner, where, when can you? But the players as well, big big celebrations from the players. And I think going back to what I said earlier about them turning around that first half performance, because yeah. I do think the first 20 minutes were that bad that they deserve credit for resting it back. And I was very, very critical about a lack of control of the game on um, Saturday against QPR. And I think they went some way to showing they can yeah. rest a bit of control back when, when things aren't going their way this evening. So, yeah, easy when we went in the sort of uh, the post-match excitement tonight to go a little bit over the top. I perhaps went a little bit over the top with the post-match gloom on, <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday. But there was... And also, little things like the substitutions didn't upset us and, and, yeah. and in fact they, they almost made yeah. us better yeah. because yeah. you've got you've got players then sort of sliding into the right position yeah. so Camara, Camara, Camara coming yeah. over to the left yeah. um, Pedro yeah House coming on as a proper left-sided centre-back that can play and carry the ball um, and Pedro not playing as a striker he's not really a striker he is a number 10 uh, and, and he just yeah just felt players in their natural positions seem to make a difference yeah absolutely and I think you mentioned Hassan Kamara there and he's one that I think has been a low key concern really for well, signing low key signing yeah, well. <laughs> let's uh, again we talk, we've talked about that we don't need to go back into that but um, he has been a low key concern I think in his his performances so far this, this season big caveat he's been played out of position yeah. and asked to do things that he's he's not used to doing and it's, it's go on Jason you're no, desperate, no, desperate yeah. I, I, I really don't understand playing a left sided player in a system with wing backs on the right hand side because your wing backs are the guys that are providing you or should be providing with width if you've got the left footed player playing on the right hand side he's either going to cut in 
at the earliest opportunity onto his good foot or if he gets to the byline you're not going to get quick crosses in Rob Edwards likes to play sort of quick tempo football when the ball's in the opposition half I think that's his, his sort of mantra he's once we're in advanced positions he wants to see the ball move quickly we're not going to do that if your left footed player gets to the byline because he's going to want to cut back all the time and slow it down and I, so I, don't, I really don't understand why yeah. we do that and he looked, and he looked massively fact, out of sorts sorry I should rephrase that I do know why we do that because we haven't got the right yeah. players to fit into the system and he looked out he looked unhappy both sort of physically and with his performances it was and he's been quite skittish I think in his performances he's sort of here there and everywhere and, and I get that because it's not his role as you've just articulated there Jay so when those substitutions were made and bemoaned the, the lack of available replacements on on Saturday as it felt a little bit like two cogs sort of joining up a little bit and, and moving Watford forward a little yeah. bit it was nice to see Courtney Howes come on and I thought he looked solid you know he's is he the world's best central defender no is not he, yet is he going to do a, is he going to do a job at this level I I certainly think so and he just when we needed it you know Craig Cathcart went off his got the cut to the head slotted in quite nicely there and it all just and we've, we've said we need to be patient in terms of what the what the squad looks like in uh, at the end of the transfer window we've also got to be patient in terms of says me after kicking off last last week and <laughs> wanting to kick off again today about what the team looks like when we've got the first choice players in there I'm sure Courtney Howes is going to be a, 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 a first on the team sheet and Keenan Davis is going to be knocking on the door None, neither of which have been available so still loads of questions about this Watford side the fact that they turned it around in the first brilliant and the other thing brilliant brilliant goal we should be seeing more of that Mm. And we've been critical of, of the signings. We've been, you know, questioned, has Rob Edwards been allowed to, to play the system? When we've pushed back on that a little bit. Surely he needs to have perhaps melded, moulded what he's got so far. And the, and the unsettled nature of the squad, we've talked about that. But really, the, the 11 players we have at our disposal should be performing a little bit better. And when, it did, when we did play well, we, Irresistible's pushing it a little bit. But you could see you're asking massive, massive questions of a decent side there. The goal was beautiful. The first goal was stunning. Jao Pedro danced through. Ismail Sar, quick feet, composure. It was great. I think we're entitled to want more, more of that. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we've talked about all the sort of stuff in the orbit of Watford, where actually those players probably haven't performed as good as they, as they should have have should have yet so far this season anywhere near consistently enough so we, we can't let them off the hook they've shown what they can do in little patches they are good so let's see a little bit more from the, from the guys who actually step over the white line as well yeah we talked a lot about all those players who have, aren't playing who could be playing who might be signing who might be leaving and about Rob but actually all go and play your best lads and yeah. we'll be alright A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans. This is from the Rookery End. 100 years, Michael, the lots of things. There was plenty of fire flying everywhere and yeah. streams of explosions as the team came on. I did a bit of video, we'll stick up on the socials. It was uh, quite emotional, I think, at, the, at that point as the, the minute applause for the the three players who have uh, recently died who played yeah. what a long time ago and then just an amazing 
euphoric almost celebration yeah. seeing those ex-players at half time coming on and yeah. it was a it was a lovely evening I think it's it's home isn't it and I think so many people have articulated why it's it's special it's where so many friendships have been yeah. forged us talking now you know without this place we wouldn't we wouldn't know each other and have had the relationships we we have all the memories that we've had in there with family members with all sorts of different people and it's all been here it's it's all been at this sort of it's patch shape, of land. patch of land yeah and it's you know tucked away if you as an away fan you probably wouldn't know where to find it if you were you'd probably head to the town centre it's tucked away you just smell you just follow the smell of burger vans on and, and and i and i'm not i remember coming here as a kid and i wanted to be here all the time to the to the extent that when we used to come to matches and the game finished I genuinely used to think, can I hide somewhere, sleep here and stay here till the next game because I don't, I don't ever want to leave. I want all my time to be spent at this place. And that sort of, that magical allure of it, it, it manifests itself in so many different ways. It's so, it's delivered so many different things for so many different people at so many levels of importance and, uh, and, and those, those levels of memories. They're, they're so different, but they're all the same in as much as they're here they're here at Vicarage Road we know where where we are when we're here we know why we're here we know other people are here with us past and present and and emotional is is right because it's such it's the focal point of an enormous part of our lives and it's not only a focal point but it's shaped our lives it's it's why some of us are like we are it's 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 given us so much and it's I love it I absolutely love it. And Tom cleverly said at half time, he said it's classy the way it was. Was that the word he used? I think the, the way that Watford have marked it with bringing the bringing trying to get as many players back to represent the different eras as, as possible. And I think that that's absolutely right. It's kind of understated's the wrong word, but yeah, classy's a really nice one. Just showing the importance, a recognition of everyone that's come before us and will go after us. Happy birthday, Vicarage Road. Happy birthday. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. No problem. Come on, you ones. Uh, we're back with another podcast on the weekend once Watford have visited Rotherham. Um, thank you very much. Uh, and do follow us on the socials. And do tell your friends, because you can download us for most podcast places. It's 100 years of Vicarage Road, so it deserves a massive come on, you ones from Watford's number one fan, Florence. Come on, you ones. Pants. Yeah, I know. <laughs>